Okay, so are we rolling? We're, we're rolling. We're rolling! Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. Action! Action! <laughs> Alright. Okay, so welcome ladies. Welcome to my home. Um, I've been very excited about sharing and talking about the topic of homeschooling. We have a wealth of knowledge collectively um, for, for all kinds of education. And um, I thought maybe I would just introduce myself and the panel with children and how many years we've homeschooled. Um, and then we'll get into some formal homeschooling, frequently asked questions. And the idea is that we might be able to address, it. at least one of us might be able to address the, and answer the question. And, um, but it's very, we're in a circle, so it's very um, open for everyone's uh, input and discussion. If you have a, a different view, I think that's great, and we want to hear it because we're all here to learn. And even being on a panel and having years of experience, I'm still, I still find myself, ooh, I should have really known that. <laughs> I need to learn, continue to learn. And um, so, okay, I am Gabby Upham. I have five children, and I have homeschooled now for I think it's 18. We might be going on our 19th. Craziness. Um, I have graduated three out of our homeschool. I I feel very blessed that they have gone on to love and learning and haven't felt I didn't even ruin them that bad. Um, yeah, they love learning. They love Hashem, and there there is no greater joy. So um, so that's me. Laura, I'm Jane. I like how long they <laughs> Three boys. I just finished my 26th year of homeschooling. <laughs> and I only had five more to go. <laughs> four. Four more. Four more to go. Um, Joshua and Jeremiah have gone on to have great careers, great futures, wonderful marriages. Everything's been great. You and I are having a blast. He did really, really well on his testing this year, which is always an encouragement to the mom. <laughs> so we're good. Suzanne. Um, I have homeschooling four. We are finishing up our eighth year of homeschooling. Um, our grades are all smushed together pretty much. And so we do a lot of homeschooling at, or classes together. And then there's individual things which we'll talk about. Um, and it's pretty much my life right now. <laughs> Okay. So are you ready for the first question? Uh, are you going to have Al? Yeah. 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 She, so she isn't. We will hear from her. <laughs> yes, I hope you might have some comments. So the last two years, well, 
Even Joshua went one year and did testing with um, Charles Christian. And then we did with Kite Johnson one year with the Shirley that comes down from Maine. The last two years, Judah has done with Kite Johnson with two different people. And then this year we went back to it and we did Terranova at home. So we ordered that from a Thurber's educational supplier or something in Raleigh. We do uh, with Hutch Johnson testing, which is um, a one-on-one. Uh, we do it with uh, Sean Hill. He is a he's a, a teacher teaches um, algebra and then he does testing and tutoring also. And uh, the kids go to him once a year and have their testing with him. The testing is uh, part verbal, part written. Uh, he puts in the results for the their answers right there, you get instant results and recommendations, uh, you know, how well they're doing in this area and that area and recommendations for how to proceed in the future. Um, they, you know, some kids might just kind of be afraid of testing and get really nervous. They love coming to him, they love seeing him once a year and, and at other times, you know, when we run to him into the school and it's a very relaxed thing for them. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, well, um, by the law in North Carolina, I do have to administer a end-of-year test, standardized, nationally standardized test. So with my older ones starting in private school initially, they were, you know, our first introduction to standardized tests was the Stanford test. So, um, that's one that we've used throughout. Now, while we were in Texas, it was not required, so we would just do it like every other year just to kind of get a feel for it. It made Dad happy. Um, I personally don't believe in standardized tests. I think they're of the enemy. <laughs> and for these reasons, if your child scores really well, it, it's a, maybe a matter of pride that you can... That, Maybe, maybe it's only me. Maybe I've always struggled with that. If they score really low, it's also only an indicator of what they didn't know that was on the test. It is not an indicator of what your child knows, what he does, she or can do. And so it's, it's a necessary, but it's a very inefficient necessary that I don't hold a lot of weight to. But that's my personal opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do think in testing that if your child doesn't do well in the area, you pretty much knew they weren't going to do well in that area. It's not a surprise. Right. It's like, okay, I knew he wasn't doing something. He and I both struggled with math. This year he surprised me and did really well in his math, so we were both really happy. Yay, look, math came out really good this year. So I think the areas where you're weak, I think for me it's just always been a reinforcement that we're on the right track. I've, like I said, I've used numerous styles of testing. We did um, three-day Iowa Basic, I think, Charlotte Christian Joshua did. I didn't know any more from that test that he did than I did from him taking a one-day CAT test. I mean, even the, the more advanced, the more detailed, it didn't tell me any more information. So that's why I've despised on with the generally speaking, the simplest test we could find to, to cover our necessaries. One thing you were talking about, um, I think it's pride. I don't know if the children see their tests. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, 
Right. I, I could say, you know, divide that by four to be an average, but then that wouldn't really um, make sense because some of those some of those expenses, it'd be the same whether you're using it for one or for four. Right. Mm -hmm. But then the workbooks, you know, you could print out your stuff. I'm going to stick with that average. <laughs> 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 now, my husband is an accountant, and he would probably, he probably needs to be on the panel. Um, <laughs> he, he would know. He, in fact, I, I am we need most definitely <laughs> sure that he knows exactly how much I spend on homeschooling materials, but and if it was out of line, he would let you know. Yeah, it's okay. So Amazon keeps coming to my door. I feel like you may have some more supplies. We have all kinds of supplies, yes. Um, we, I, I was doing some research, because I, and, but I've often bought books used, mm -hmm. and so I'm normally buying them if it's a textbook that sells for $80 with all the components for math and it has the math textbook and the solutions manual and the test manual and the workbook and all of that, it'll be 80 bucks for Saxon math. Um, I typically buy the textbook, you know, all the consumable. the set that's not consumable, mm -hmm. you know, I can buy that used and then just buy a $14 workbook to go with it. Um, and so I'm buying them half of retail and then I'm able to resell them when I'm done if I don't need to hold it on. So hold on to it. So that that is a, a tremendous cost saver. Um, and you know, obviously, uh, it's, you know, bartering. It's great to find a friend who's maybe a year level up. You know, and we, we just are trading books, and that's a very economic way. Um, the library is a tremendous resource. So it, I guess my point is, homeschooling does not have to be expensive. It, it doesn't have to be. Um, I've heard, you know, homeschooling on a shoestring budget. You know, you can go to the library and just, you know, borrow your books that way. I would probably pay more in late fees if I ever did that. <laughs> I mean, used library still having big late fees. Um, so it doesn't have to be really expensive. Um, I was going to bring out what she did because the Allisons have seven children. I have three. So Carol and I have passed. Mm -hmm. Our science books back and forth. Mm -hmm. I'll use them, I'll give them to her, she gives them back. We, you know, we have gone back and forth with our science books all these years. A couple of times when like David was in class, he had to have a newer edition than I had, so she had to buy that book. Mm -hmm. But um, but generally, if you know somebody that's close to your kids' ages, it's, mm -hmm. it's nice to share the really expensive books. Mm -hmm. and, and at least they get their used to. Yeah, 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 I've made a couple hundred dollars off of I'm cleaning out. Yeah. Oh, we need to come to your house. We're going to get out. I'm cleaning out some of the stuff in my shelves. So I've made, uh, through the yeah. homeschool ring, I've made a couple hundred dollars. That's nice. I will say this, that as a homeschooler, I I would I would think that, you know, the number of books on our bookcases would, if the higher that number, then the higher that national standard does <laughs> would be, you know, the higher they would score on the SAT if I had more books, and that would just make my kids smarter. <laughs> um, so there is a, uh, you know, there's maybe a threshold you kind of hit. Um, so it's not just, you know, having more books. Um, it's using the books that you have smart, you know, wisely. And, um, you know, I've, unfortunately, I, I kind of got into, like, I just need more books. I just need more books. More books, more books. And, um, unfortunately, I would have to get rid of the books because my husband's like, no more books. And, and I'm like, I need to read 
and it was a real waste. And so just to probably you won't have a list to go before you go to the fun store. <laughs> Stick to the list and um, you know just be be intentional with your your book. Okay. Okay. Well what has been your greatest challenge you mm -hmm. Having a baby. When <laughs> the other two were way up in high school. <laughs> Joshua was fine because he was 16, and so that was easy for him. He was already doing so much on his own, it's not a problem. Jeremiah was in seventh, eighth grade, and that was harder because I was getting back into the redo of an infant, and it was not a happy baby. And so Jeremiah went weeks without me checking his work, which I would normally do daily or weekly. It would go like you know, weeks until I could finally get back to it. So that was the, the hardest time for me was was trying to manage the two ends <laughs> that I had. But I'm not like most people, so. <laughs> I don't know, most people it's probably about 16 years. Yeah. <laughs> or you have a lot of ones in between that makes it easier. You have somebody else to take care yeah. of than the yeah. little one. Yeah. You have an extra to take care of the little one. Well, yeah. so, so. Yeah. And he didn't nap, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with me, I had kind of two sides of that. One side is um, homeschooling is just such a full-time job that the housework gets not kept up with as, as I would like to. I love me, clean, organize everything in its place, and it doesn't. And to me, that's very hard. My second thing has to do specifically with schooling is uh, with everybody so close together, the differences in um, personalities mm -hmm. and the mm -hmm. conflicts that arise, especially when we do classes together, um, just dealing with those different learning styles. Um, well, there's with the different personalities comes <laughs> the different learning styles. Yes. different levels of um, yes, sometimes, uh, depending on the subject, because if one subject is sure. it's this way, and if another subject is this way, and you know, finding that balance um, with, <coughs> is a challenge. grades are you have two in the same grade, or are they all centered? Joshua is finishing seventh, Caitlin and Josiah are finishing fifth, and Mike is finishing fourth. Micah is ahead a grade of his normal age because he was sitting in and doing everything with this anyway, answering questions I was asking them. So I said, okay, you're starting. <laughs> Which made it a lot easier because it's just, he's doing stuff with everybody and he's able to keep up. So yeah. it makes it easier than being you know, a couple of grades behind and has to figure out. Well, he's part of us. I know a family that had a lot of children that didn't have pairs. They did two. Every two kids were in the same grade doing the same thing, which is easier for them. Part of my greatest challenge, um, you know, had a little bit of the being all spread out um, as well. 
Um, I remember one time I had one in high school, junior high. I mean, I had upper elementary and then you know, nursing a newborn. So it was it was crazy. Um, that's insane. Um, so that that is that is tough. Um, probably one of my biggest things I've had to remember as a homeschool mom is to let not because you live with your books. Homeschool can go on. You could do it all day long. We have a lot to do, and we could do school all day long. So I had to be reminded to let there be a cutoff time, and then I could just be mom, and I can just—I wouldn't have to be the <laughs> get it done. You know, I could just be mom. We could just have regular family time and turn it off. I, I've had to be reminded of that. I think that's one thing that I have to remind myself too, especially with just one at home right now. Is it's really easy to say because I'm thinking about what we're gonna do tomorrow or what, and, and at dinner go okay you gotta do this and this tomorrow we gotta take care of this and he's like mom oh, can you tell me in the morning because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know right now mm-hmm. and it's just because it's on my head and I want to get it out so I have to make sure I don't make school go on longer than it does or be frustrated if something didn't go well you know you gotta when school's over you gotta leave school. Okay, school's done for today. Don't say anything else. Mm-hmm. So, that's one thing. And math is just hard for me. You're going to talk about something difficult. <laughs> we get math. Especially now that we're into upper level math. How do you answer the socialization question? We've been asked the question. Do you feel your children have enough socialization? But because we all know that that is a broken issue. But if you were asked by someone who, you know, is maybe opposed to homeschooling, how would you respond to it? You know, I don't get that question there as much as I used to. I get it very seldom actually. Um, when I first started homeschooling, the big question was, who's that? <laughs> <laughs> and we know these people. Uh, I mean, when I first started homeschooling, Josh was telling me, There's a lot more. Discussed. 
reports are not associated with schools now than there used to be. And so there's a, a plethora of things to choose from mm -hmm. that we can go out to uh, activities with. There's, I think there's actually less homeschool things available than there were when I used to homeschool. Everything seems much more structured now. Um, and things are more planned out. There's not as many moms getting together and you know, doing a co-op thing to do stuff. I, I think that's changed in our situation over the years. I think there's a lot more available then than there is now. But several friends have changed. But the homeschool group, even hence, is slowly dying. Um, there's just been a whole shift in, in the homeschool group um, as people are more concerned about teaching or classes or something. There's more like classical conversations. It's gotten really popular and there's more things available that people have gone into. It's much more structured than it was in the socialization for us would probably be criticized by a lot of people um, because we're not involved in sports or out other outside activities. Um, they do. They are around other children frequently, not on a regular basis. Um, okay, once a week a little bit, but not Not, not as much as I would like. Most of the time with four children, there's a lot of school to do. And any other extracurricular activities would just, um, for us, it would take away from um, the necessary things. Plus, if, if there was something that one wanted to be involved with, you know, what are you doing? Get a degree? And, and find something from a four to be, you know, it's just, we're not looking at that right now. What, um, the way I'm looking at it is from a um, non-negative point of view is they're not, uh, in home school, they're not socializing with um, children of immoral background or, you know, family um, situations or things that we don't want them to be involved with. So I think as they, as they get older and are a little bit more mobile on themselves, with them, for themselves, um, and can be involved in other uh, extracurricular activities that would be, that would, that part would be helpful. We had such an unusual church situation too, where, you know, I think for a lot of children that could be maybe at a church, you know, your Sunday school class or something, you know, and our situation is just uh, different. You know, yes. There isn't that crowd of people that seem to you know, make friends with three and other and see three. Right. And I think that would right. be an extra challenge. <laughs> but they have each other. So. <laughs> Which is an benefit of having multiple. Oh, it is. Yes. It is. Yeah. Yeah, everything changes when you have the last one at home. The last? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Lots of things change. Yeah, I've, I've, I guess I've been doing this a while, but I have had that question, and I just say, hold on it, and I go get my kids, <laughs> and let that person, you know, see what, well-adjusted, talkable, you know, talkative, and, you know, quite normal kids that I have. Um, so, I, I've 
really failed to answer that question of socialization that I feel <coughs> that's exactly why I homeschool. To, like you said, you want to, you do want to limit some of that negative atmosphere as far as socialization, and then give them a very natural way of dealing with people. Um, institutionalized schooling is very non-natural as far as what is modeled in a home. We've got different ages and levels. No other time in history or life are you ever categorized by this birth date to this birth date, and you have a jillion people to choose from, so you don't really have to get along with everybody. You can pick who you want to be with. When you're at home and you've got a five-year gap between kids, and they don't have the choice of not being with them because you live with them, it, it's such a tremendous growth opportunity to be able to work on character, to be able to learn how you deal with someone that doesn't see it your way, that you really, but you have a, a common goal, you have to get it done. It's, it's, it's such a better experience in socialization to be at home. That's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. And I think homeschooling made a huge difference yeah. with my kids being five and eleven years. 
But at the end of the day, like that's not nice because we didn't see each other. And we have a weekend to to share and to be a family. Right. And they are they they are not a family. They, I mean, in, in the real sense. Right. Like, so what kind of accomplishments like the Rev's about really did that for our family as the older boys got older. Was Fridays were sacred at our house, and nobody had any other plans except we went anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. having a family dinner and a family time every Friday night, especially even when Josh was in college, I think, you know, it made a big difference. And Jeremiah was later in college, but I think it made a difference in, in how our family interacted just having that Friday night always mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and that's the that's the idea. I think that's the that's a good thing. Because now when I see Shabbat, so I, I'm thinking about <laughs> my my family and it wouldn't be impossible. Yeah. Because we have plans, I have I'm seeing my friends, my sister is seeing her friends, so we don't have Shabbat. We never had Shabbat. We we just started years ago, but we never had Shabbat as a family because each one of us already had our plans. Right. We were working or doing stuff. Right. So and being in school is that way because it's it's those are my plans, and my parents have to respect my choice in mind, and my clients have to do what I <laughs> Because uh, otherwise, I don't talk to them. So that's the, that's the way they act. Yeah, that's the way I see they, they act. And mm-hmm. now that, uh, I don't know, I don't know what I was going to say, anyways. Thank you. Those are good points. Or this has a post view of the other side of what we're discussing. Education in the public view. Yes. Uh-huh. What if your child wants to learn something you don't know how to teach? Ooh, thankfully, they uh, haven't had too many of those. Uh, probably because you have that degree. <laughs> <laughs> we thankfully, Dad knows how to program computers. So um, the few things when Joshua was 10, he really got into dinosaurs. Yes, dinosaurs were huge. I knew nothing about dinosaurs. So, boy, we went to the library, we bought the books, we got everything and he could tell you the weight, the size, the era, everything about every dinosaur that existed. It was amazing. So we just researched, you know, and we weren't even, computers weren't even really that big then as they are as easy now. Um, the books, computers, research, looking at stuff. If we really got something they really, I mean, like once the boys got older and they needed a foreign language, we went through CPC. Jeremiah took Spanish, Joshua took sign language. Um, so we use that avenue for that. Well, with our ages, um, they haven't brought up anything. Let's say they, they haven't brought up anything that they could do now. Joshua's really wanting to learn chemistry. Really. And of course, Bucky and Michael want to do a lot more with computers and the workings of computers that I cannot teach them. But there are, there are other people that they can help, have help in the CBCC. There's, um, um, there are um, individualized or, you know, classes that they can do on their own. Um, what do you call that? Um, Distance learning? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, that they can do for things like that. Like something. Right from home. Whether older and don't need the super constant supervision or direct teaching, what no one else teaching. There are, there are lots of possibilities. I, I think that's a great question and a lot of stumbling blocks for 
people who are looking at the possibility of homeschooling and saying, I don't have that teacher's degree. I don't even have a good education myself. Um, so my part of my journey in homeschooling has been redeeming my own education. Seriously, I mean, I, uh, we've had to redeem, I've had to redeem my own education. And I think that that excites me and it gives me a little bit more power and strength that you know, I've, I've learned how to learn and I, I can teach my children how to learn. So you think of a hammock. A hammock is full of holes. I can't teach them everything they need to know. But a hammock, full, even being full of holes, can support a great amount of weight. So if I can give my child this, the tools that they need to learn, teach them how to learn, teach them how to think, they don't my kids, they sur they surpass me. My kids are so much smarter than I am. I mean, I literally, I get pats on the back when it's okay, mom. You weren't homeschooled. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exciting for me. I mean, it's it's sometimes it hurts because I, I'm not that smart. But I have really great kids that that I've been able with you know Hashem's help to foster that love of learning and and just propel them. You know, I I haven't. If, if I let myself, I could be the hugest hindrance to my kids because I have, I, I am limited. But there are other avenues. But once you have, I mean, we are, we are, we are created by this imaginative, you know, being that, that it, we have that innate desire to learn, to study, to observe, to create, to, so it's, you know, if, if, if we can stay out of the way, our, our kids, are naturally bent with questions and, and wants to learn. And so if we can just give them the tools they need to do that, I mean, it's there is no limitation um, for, for learning at all. I agree. I have a book, it's called um, the Jefferson, Jeffersonian Education. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's all about, you can't teach your kids everything. What you want to do is teach them to learn, to love, to learn. Mm -hmm. And that way, you know, they'll, they'll learn and it'll keep their interest to keep on wanting to learn. So that even when you're done with formal education, they'll still want to keep on learning. Mm -hmm. It's a lifelong right. learning. Yeah. I think the main thing I always thought was I teach my children to read. Mm -hmm. If they can read, then all doors are open. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And so that was always my primary thing when they were done, was making sure they knew how to read and read well. And, and love and love writing. And, 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 and I do think that's one thing that I, as a student in public school, didn't like learning, didn't like studying, wasn't going to spend any extra time on anything but out of school. And I think that homeschool has taught my children mm -hmm. about a love for learning, a desire to keep learning, a desire to keep looking for things. And they have surpassed me way beyond mm -hmm. what I could have done either. And one of my prayers has always been that God would teach them beyond what I could mm -hmm. teach them in all areas of, of what he knows. Because I have certain limit, heavy limitations in what I could do. But I think that, that teaching them to read is, is something where they go on and then make having them maintain that level of learning mm -hmm. that they have as children mm -hmm. um, is really important. Mm -hmm. There is also lots of homeschool advantages in, now in that you can take classes. You can go mm -hmm. to homeschool learning, they have classes. And if you really reach somewhere, you just can't mm -hmm. do. Um, when Joshua was doing biology, we were a part of the Teen Learning Center. We did all his biology through that. When Jeremiah came through, we, didn't, we weren't using that, so I had a friend who was a nurse. We got a group of five guys all the same age. Her son was one of them. She taught 
you can go outside your group or you can find somebody within your group that can do it. I was just going to say, I really enjoyed CC for biology and um, all of the sciences, really, because it was a cool class experience to do like dissection. Um, every once in a while, we have a cool <laughs> dissection a semester or, or, or a year. And that was always cool. You know, if you're partners, you have your little like scalpel and all this stuff. But I, I just thought I, that was cool, and I, I wouldn't want to put that on my mom. So <laughs> that or on my kitchen table. <laughs> <laughs>
it takes us all next year to get to the next part of American history, so be it. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. anyway, go ahead, sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I was going to say that on the, uh, on the other side of it, um, I've, I don't know if I'm the best example, but my husband, I've been able to see them that, um, that he, he has that. If Greg is someone who absolutely loves to learn, so whenever people use that phrase, I think of them. Mm -hmm. And people will say, Greg, can you code in this, this language? And he'll, he'll be like, let me get that to you on that. And he'll teach himself exactly mm -hmm. how to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't know, so, yeah, <laughs> it's, you know, and yes, I can. Yeah, you absolutely can. And, you know, it just keeps expanding. Um, so, just so you don't, I know some people have to look over, so I'm going to try to hit, like, the important questions. <laughs> what, um, what, how did you choose the curriculum that you use? You can tell us what it is, but I think the process of choosing is kind of the important mm -hmm. point there. Oh, wow, you so much. When, when I started, homeschool was basically what had been made up from Christian school. Mm -hmm. There was very limited what you could use, and they said Rebecca or some of those things. Over the years, it's a plethora. I mean, there's so much out there. You can be overwhelmed yeah. and what's available. It's yeah. huge. So, um, Basically, I started with mostly old books, and early readers, we used the um, Pathway series, which is based on Mennonite and Amish, but they're very simple, the, the storyline's very simple, there's a lot of animals, farm life, all those kind of things. The math books we used in Equine were from the 60s, <laughs> so, you know, it's stuff that was available that we could get, we could order, um, but they tended to be lower end as the kids say, oh, we've got more computer programs and stuff like that. So it kind of, whatever I need was at the time, and I'd ask for advice. And one of the things, you, one of your questions about resources to use, Timberdoodle is one for me because they tend to think outside the box. So I go on Timberdoodle's site and look at what they used to go through their catalogs and see what they're suggesting for different age to give me some things. Um, Rainbow Resource also has, bye, Rebecca. Hi. Yes. Um, <laughs> Rainbow, uh, Rainbow Resource has a new channel I've been stuff online, and they'll even come online with you and say, do you need help? And they'll chat with you online if you need okay. assistance. Okay. And so, you know, there's, there's a lot of opportunities out there now. There's so much available you can really come over well, but there are opportunities to weed through it and then I'll be able to work to you. Okay. Um, I use a lot of um, recommendations to talk to other people see what they've used, talk to my mom, see what she's used, so she homeschools my niece, um, online research, I go to the Hints um, book fair every summer, and that, I don't use that for my main <laughs> curriculum, but I do that for a lot of my side things. I think it's really hard at kind of at first, um, once once you find a, um, a certain publisher that you like, like with your history, you know, you've got that set for, you know, for the rest of your years. Mm -hmm. And once you find your um, your language arts curriculum, you've kind of got that set. Unless you don't really care for it, then you <laughs> find a new one. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about uh, at some point, I don't know if this is the point, but we found, um, Scott found last summer, um, a website called Homeschooling Torah. And it's, it was created from a family who homeschooled, and it has everything. 
and um, you know, I could I could talk a lot about that, but I know um, that would take too much time right now. But that is something that uh, we had changed to for several of our things. Homeschooling Torah. We use it mostly right now for um, language arts, mm -hmm. our grammar, because everything that they use is scripture. You know, we do all of our language, all, all of our grammar with scripture. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, not only is that, um, you know, good things that they're reading, but it's also getting the scripture in their, in their mind. Mm -hmm. And they're meditating on that as they're looking through it. like, I love this. Plus, they're, they're um, uh, you know, the, the, how they do the language arts is a lot better than what, what we have been working with before. And, um, but that, I, I'm not sure how we found it. Um, but in person, it is. It's one of the reasons. But it's mostly through a lot of a lot of research and just determining what you what you need for your family, where you want to go, how you want to work it in. I've even um, talked with other people about things that they've used for history. And it was just so overwhelming. It was great for their family, but it was just so much that I thought it would take away from what the rest of the things that we wanted to do. But it was helpful to be able to leave that out. And so it's a lot of networking and research. Yeah, curriculum, I've learned that um, curriculum is your tool and um, you, you get to work the tool. The tool does not work you, right? <laughs> so it, it is your tool, and you have control over that. Um, so I, I recommend, as you're looking at curriculums, to just know where, where you want to go. Um, I would say, we're, you know, schooling is like you're, you're on a train. Okay? There's lots of tracks and different paths that you can go on, and if you're on one, you're, you may get to the same destination, but you may, you might have a different view than somebody else. You know, but but it is it is. To what purpose are you? You know, where are you going? Um, there's such a variety of, of curriculums and publishers, and it, it is very overwhelming. So again, <laughs> the person who has bought way too many books and. Um, to just really know where you want to go and what you know, your learning styles are, the teacher requirements. Some some curriculums are very teacher intensive. You, know, you have to do all of the prep work and all of this. You know, some are very scripted for you, and depending on what year or what subject or which child you're presenting presenting it to, um, you know, it, it can change. So um, just kind of know where you want to go, or where you want to be in. But there's Unlimited resources, really. Mm -hmm. But word of mouth is good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. 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 Mm -hmm. Well, let's definitely touch on what do you consider the greatest reward at homeschool? Mm -hmm. Family. Mm -hmm. yes. I, guess, I think I've touched on it several times here, but having 16 years between your oldest and your seven or eight in between, um, you know, we wouldn't have been the family we are if we didn't have There's just no way. There's, that we would have been too split up and too divided. So I think it's been huge. Um, relationship with my sons. I'm very close to my sons. We're, we've been good buddies for the years. And um, I'm a bit here now, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and it ended up being like three times our house <laughs> if we were to do private education for all our children for 12 years. And that was not a really good money sense thing for us to do at the time. So we we knew public, both my husband and I, our product of public school, and we knew we were not going to do that for our children. Um, so the only other alternative was going school. So um, I, I think, so that was our initial like reason why. And as I've gotten into it, I knew it was the hardest thing. It's like, oh, this is a lot harder than I thought. And it was a lot more rewarding than I thought. And I, over the years, have just become very selfish in mm -hmm. wanting to hang on to those babies and and not give away their firsts. I mean, mm -hmm. that's the what, what really sparks for a teacher is when you see that little light go off, that little light bulb moment. And I wanted to experience that with them. You know, the the blending the, the words together and then they then they actually say the word and they're like, and then you know, you're driving in the street signs and then at the, the grocery store. I mean, they have a whole new world now. And, and I feel very privileged that I was part of that. I didn't have to share that with anybody. I mean, I didn't want to give up first steps, first words, first re first books. I mean, and we've just been able to spend so much time together. So it's been very rewarding. And um, I think one of the greatest things, because I went into the, the public school and I had a church family and I had my school friends but I had nothing ever connected and I think one of the greatest things because I'm now with my children the whole time we're talking about this subject there's a huge integration factor that we can you know it's not that student in the middle with all of these you know unrelated subjects that never touch each other but it's very hard in a traditional setting for that one teacher to you know you're, you're talking about history or literature to make those connections and how how they how they go together, but me, I'm presenting the information with my child. So something that we're doing in the kitchen, you know, sparks something that happened in math class, or and, and it's just learning is how we live. It's not just something you do. Um, so that's just one of the, the best benefits for for homeschooling. Well, as as a mother of two married sons, now I look back and I think, where did the days go? Josh is 31. <laughs> and I'm not old enough to have some of But anyway, in, and you think about where do the years go? And I can't imagine if they had been gone eight hours a day. Yeah, I had them with me. I, I sought to treasure every moment that I was with them. And yet I still feel like it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. <laughs> it went so fast. You know, and now, so I just, I can't fathom not having that opportunity to, mm -hmm. to have my kids with me all the time. And, and Gabby's exactly right. There's nothing more fun than watching the kids learn. Mm -hmm. it, it really is. And, and it taught me to love learning again, which mm -hmm. I had lost. And so it, it's pretty amazing. And we were sitting at the dinner table, and there's a conversation about something, and somebody sparks up with something that you thought probably went in one ear and out the other. And it's just part of the conversation. Just like, <laughs> I love it. Wow. <laughs> they hurt you. You remember I think it's a great advantage. Mm -hmm. Like being as a family. Because after the years you see your work. You can be mm -hmm. your work. You can see your work reflected. Mm -hmm. You can see, okay, this is my child. It's really smart. It's really sociable. 
and it's because uh, Hashem helped me in the days. Yeah, made everything, and it was His tool. Yeah. And being in school, I'm a teacher, and I'm just talking about again school, but it's it's hard because you can see the the progress of, of your students after a certain time. You feel part of that, but it's a totally separate world. Mm-hmm. I, I usually tell my students, my son, mean and hard, they're like, okay, after the final exam, I don't care about you anymore. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's all about numbers, it's all yeah. about keep everything, your the file documents, and uh, when they leave school, it's like, oh, okay, okay they, they left, now I have to do my work. Mm-hmm. But when you have them at home, it's different because everything is a connection. Mm-hmm. Everything has to be connected. When school is totally separate world, mm-hmm. so they come, they come home, and they have to do homework. And you just have to check. Oh, you did this, so you just see a bunch of letters and words, and, and then okay, he did his work or mm-hmm. she did his work. Done. Go to sleep or, or to watch TV or whatever. But you don't know exactly what they are doing. Mm-hmm. So once you see and and you just find out what they are doing in school when they start struggling in school. If they are doing well, it's okay. Mm-hmm. But you keep your when you have homeschool, you see your children mm-hmm. growing. You see mm-hmm. their progress. You see you know what they know. You know what they don't know. Mm-hmm. What they are good at. So and you bring forward those skills, those strengths, mm-hmm. and you try to you try to help them to with their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's different. And and I really admire that that part of homeschool and and I recommend my friends. Okay, if you if you have the chance because not everybody can do it, right. but if you have the chance, if you have the possibility of doing homeschool, mm-hmm. that's perfect. Because mm-hmm. you create a better person. Yeah, you create a better person. Let us up on the Start the morning and do morning prayer, 
prayers and Bible study first thing. And uh, I've, I've learned that if you do your more, um, your, your subjects that require a lot more thinking, uh, concentration, do those in the morning. Math, language arts, science. Do those in the morning. The individual stuff like spelling and history and art and music, all those type of things, and more relaxed in the afternoon. Yeah, it tends to work a lot better. Mornings are, are more fresh. Um, our our days are very full. Um, we start at 7.30. Um, we end hopefully by 3.30. Mm -hmm. But that's because we have so many things. And, um, you know, sometimes things go a little bit over. And um, I've learned it's hard for me, but I have learned flexibility. <laughs> that if we, you know, go over with some things, we just, okay, we don't do that other thing today. We just move it to the next day or you know, move it to the next week if we need to, whatever. Um, but we are full because um, we, we try to, to stay not exactly, but close to the 180 day uh, recommended uh, days of school. Well, if you do that, you can't do school just four days a week. And Fridays are always, that's when we do our errands in the morning. It's Shabbat preparation in the afternoon. And we also, the only school we do is, you know, if they have any tests or things that they can do on their own in the afternoon. So that can get a little limited if you don't get to that point. So, you know, it's, it's all flexibility. And so we tend to go a little bit longer in Monday through Thursday to get those times in. It's a full Um, I don't know. Final comments on homeschooling is that it's it's very hard. It's very rewarding. Um, you know, you you yourself become a lifelong learner and hopefully produce lifelong learners to the glory of Hashem. And you know, he he will. I I think it's like any other mitzvah that we would do. You to do it beautifully as as unto the Lord. And that's been my approach in, in homeschooling. It's been a ministry. I've considered it a full-time job. And um, and ministry. And and I also uh, there wasn't really opportunity, but I would say this. I've I've learned and I've been very consistent on it doing teacher prep. I mean I I know in school, you know, they have a teacher work day, and they have a day without children. You know, they get their classroom in order without the children. Um, you know, and I just, I, I want that time too. And so I, you know, teacher training, you know, all of that. It's, that's, this is my job. And so I've been very, you know, intentional about that. Um, and that would be my, 